Welcome in, race fans, to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show Podcast, Xfinity Series Edition, Episode 1. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is your new home for NASCAR Xfinity Series betting insight and analysis. I am Mike Bachman, your host, and we're throwing it forward to the throwback weekend at Darlington Raceway. We're going to dive into a plethora of betting angles for the Shriners Children's 200. But first, a couple of housekeeping notes. First, just a little bit about me. I'm an associate content editor for NBC Sports Edge and NBC Sports Bet. Been a NASCAR fan my entire life up here in the Northeast, and I am absolutely fired up to be talking about the Xfinity series on this podcast. Has always been, in my opinion, the most underrated series in NASCAR, so I have to give a huge shout out to Derek Yoder for giving me the keys to this show. I am solo this week, but we're going to have an awesome rotation of guests on, some of the best in the betting community to give you all you need to know to cash some winners on race day. With all that said, ladies and gentlemen, kick back with your favorite adult beverage. Let's not waste any more time and let's dive into some of the race details for this one. Weekend schedule for Xfinity this weekend. We have practice and qualifying on Friday with the green flag set to drop at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday afternoon or thereabouts. This race will feature 147 laps equating to 201 miles. Both stage one and stage two will be 45 laps with stage three being 57 laps. Tire setup will be the same as last year. Teams will get six sets of tires for this race. Darlington, we know gritty surface, going to be chewing up these tires. It's going to be awesome watching these guys wheel the car, especially when you take a look at the weather this weekend. Weather looks absolutely fantastic. 89 degrees and sunny on race day. It's going to be hot. It's going to be slick. These guys are going to be dancing all over the track, and it should shape up for some phenomenal racing. Justin Allgaier is the defending winner of this race specifically, though it is noteworthy that Junior Motorsports swept both races a year ago with Noah Gregson coming home first in the fall in a race that produced one of the greatest, we're talking greatest finishes in Darlington track history. Some non-Xfinity regulars are entered in this race. For For the Cup Series, we've got Kyle Larson driving for Colleg Racing. Ross Chastain will be driving for DGM Racing. Ty Dillon for RCR. And then we have a pair of Truck Series regulars. Carson Hosevar will be driving a Spire Motorsports entry. And Corey Heim for Sam Hunt Racing. So we've got some guys that are dipping their feet here in Xfinity this weekend. We're going to talk about some of those implications and how that has affected the market because the betting market for Xfinity this weekend is kind of all over the place. Uh, a little bit hilarious if you if if you ask me, but it's giving us a lot of opportunity to take advantage of some serious value, especially in some of the prop markets. And with that said, we're going to dive into some of the betting angles for this race, starting with the head-to-head and prop markets. Like I just mentioned, there's a lot of value to be had, a lot of plays that I do like. So we're going to roll with a couple of matchups here to kick this thing into high gear. One that I will view as what I call a Loch Ness Monster of the Weekend, and I know that those are particularly difficult to come by when it comes to the sport of NASCAR. But one matchup that I like, we're looking on Caesars here, is Daniel Hemrick, minus 165, versus Corey Heim, plus 135. 
Corey Heim, one of those drivers I just mentioned, truck series regular dipping his feet in Xfinity this weekend. And I like Hemrick here to do just enough to finish ahead of Corey Heim. 12th at Auto Club, a pair of 10th place finishes at Las Vegas and Dover. When you take a look at the intermediates, some of these other tracks that are high tire wear, you know, Daniel Hemrick has been consistent enough. Uh, to finish in the top 10 and just outside of that. Corey Heim in a Sam Hunt racing Toyota just does not have the speed to compete with Hemrick here. This 24 car has a best finish of 13th at Las Vegas this year, and that was with Tyler Reddick behind the wheel. Tyler Reddick, one of the one of the premier superstars, one of the rising stars in the NASCAR Cup Series, and he can only muster a 13th place finish at Vegas. No disrespect to Corey Heim. He's a great young driver, but I'm rolling with consistency with Daniel Hemrick and the fact that he will probably win this matchup with a 10th place, 11th, 12th, even just top 15 finish. Doesn't have to do too much here. And Daniel Hemrick, when we talk about a driver that's mid, yes, he has a championship to his name, but I mean, outside of that, come on. Daniel Hemrick is the definition of what mid is in NASCAR. And he's just got to be mid to take this one. So look, at minus 165, there's a lot of juice there, but I do view Daniel Hemrick here as the obvious choice when you take a look at just the equipment he's in and the experience that he brings versus a guy like Corey Heim. So minus 165, I'm rolling with it on Caesars. Another matchup on Caesars that I love this weekend that's also seeing a lot of juice, Sammy Smith minus 170 versus Ross Chastain at plus 140. Sammy Smith, I'm taking it here for all of the same reasons as the previous matchup. And you might think that we're crazy, especially when we're talking about a guy like Ross Chastain, right? Ross Chastain plus 140? What? But look, guys, Ross Chastain, the car that he is driving for DGM Racing, that 91 car has yet to finish in the top 10 this year. And he was behind the wheel of this car at Auto Club, another high tire wear track, and finished 24th. You are pairing this car with a JGR Toyota. And that is absolutely outrageous to me. Like, I get it. It's Ross Chastain. He's a threat to win anywhere. We get that. And he's particularly good at, at Darlington, as shown flashes uh, in Cup especially. But he's going to be limited in this car. Nothing about it screams that Chastain will outrun Sammy Smith this weekend, despite how good Ross Chastain is. I just don't think he's going to be able to get enough out of that race car to be able to even contend potentially for a top 10 finish. So minus 170, it's juiced up. But again, I just think that it's it's too good here. I like Sammy Smith in this matchup. I'm taking the juice at minus 170 on Caesars for him to finish ahead of Ross Chastain. The final matchup I'm looking here on Caesars is Riley Herbst minus 130 versus Ty Dillon at plus 100. You'll notice a general theme here in these matchups. We've got Xfinity regular versus non-Xfinity regular, and we've got a trend because I'm taking Riley Herbst at minus 130 as well. We're fading the non-Xfinity regulars, and, and there is a reason for that. But in looking at Riley Herbst, it's been tough, tough sledding as of late. Four straight finishes outside of the top 20 after firing out of the gate strong this year with five straight top 10 finishes. As far as his performance at Darlington, he's been hit or miss, but a third place effort in the spring last year, I really like. Not to mention, had a solid run going in the fall before getting caught up in a scrum. This could be a get right spot for Riley Herbst to get a good finish, to you know find some of that momentum that he started the season with. And look, 
if nothing else, he's got a beautiful, and we're talking beautiful, Ken Block throwback scheme. Gotta see that up front. Gotta see that up front. In all honesty, Ty Dillon just isn't that good. Three top tens and eight Xfinity Series starts at Darlington. A best finish of seventh in 2017. And, you know, Austin Dillon, different story if he were in this car. But, you know, you're looking at the board. You're looking at these matchups. And when I when I saw this matchup, just like, again, nothing screams that Ty Dillon is going to outrun Riley Herbst here. I hate to be blunt about it, but I just don't see him doing much even in an RCR Chevy. So at minus 130, I'm going to take Riley Herbst in a potential get-right spot to, again, doesn't have to do much, just has to be consistent, avoid trouble, and I think that he'll be able to potentially, you know, be consistently in the top 10 in this race uh, and potentially even challenge for more. So at minus 130 on Caesars, I am going to take Riley Herbst in this matchup. Again, all these matchups available on Caesars. The matchup market really hasn't been that bountiful for this weekend. There are some on Barstool. You take a look at some of those other, you know, upper echelon drivers that are paired with one another, and most of those are at even money. But again, I just like the idea of fading a lot of these cup regulars, a lot of these non-Xfinity series guys. Um, You know, there seems to be something about Darlington that brings the best out of these Xfinity series drivers. So uh, I like the trends and I'm rolling with these guys in these matchups. Moving over to the prop market and sticking with Caesars Sportsbook, what I mentioned earlier, the fact that there's so much value on the board here the way that Caesars has their top five prop market set is just fascinating. Every driver not named Kyle Larson is sitting at plus money odds to score a top five. Larson is minus 350, minus 350 for a top five finish. So we're obviously going to take advantage of some seriously favorable odds here with all of these other Xfinity guys that are going to be running up front. Because again, Kyle Larson, yes, in a Callig Racing Chevrolet, he is going to be the one guy, the one non-Xfinity regular that is going to be up front. Like we talked about with Chastain, he's not in the equipment. Ty Dillon, he's just not that good. I don't think he's going to be up front. And then you look at, you know, Carson Hosevar and uh, Corey Heim, you know, we're fading them as well, just not in the equipment to compete. They obviously don't have the experience as some of these cup guys that are that are coming back in Xfinity and running this race. So... So much value for these Xfinity Series guys in the in the prop market. First driver I like is Cole Custer at plus 115 to score a top five. Started this season very sluggish. You know, I feel like coming into the year was going to be all Cole Custer, all Cole Custer, especially stepping down from Cup, but it just hasn't been there for Custer. He now, though, has four straight top 10 finishes and is no stranger to success at this track, has an average finish of fourth in three races, and that includes a trip to victory lane in 2019 and also a runner-up finish in the race prior. So for Cole Custer, especially if he's able to get a good starting spot, I mean, right now at plus 115, I just think is a no-brainer. I mean, come on. One fi- plus 115 for Cole Custer to score a top five with those stats. Yes, three races, but still, every time he's come here, he's proven that he can do it. And in a field like this, he's going to be running up front. So plus 115 is great value for Cole Custer. John Hunter Nemechek at plus 105 also on Caesars. The fact that JHN is at plus money here is absolutely outrageous. Nemechek finished top 10 in both races last year, driving for Sam Hunt Racing. 
again, the car that Corey Heim is driving, but John Hunter Nemechek able to get so much more out of that car. Has two wins to his name in 2023, including Auto Club. And John Hunter has led in seven of the 10 races run this year. So he's just always up front and able to find clean air. His true performance rank, courtesy of win the race on intermediates this year, ranks in the upper echelon of drivers. Seems like a Loch Ness monster. Get it before it gets juiced because it is going to get juiced. I also like his top three number at plus 210. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I have a NEMA check outright ticket. I got a plus 650 on Barstool. So I'm riding high on the 20 car this weekend. And again, just seeing plus money with John Hunter Nemechek and all these guys at the upper echelon of this board is just crazy to me. So I love it. John Hunter Nemechek at plus 105. And even in the top three market, plus 210 seems way too good to pass up. One driver that I am staring dead in the face at the prop market a little bit further down the board is Austin Hill, plus 375 to score a top five this weekend on Caesars. He is the 2023 points leader, has three wins to his credit so far this year, and while he hasn't particularly dominated at Darlington, he's been extremely consistent with top 10 finishes and three Xfinity Series starts. So the books are not showing him much respect this weekend. His outright price is somewhere in the 28 to 1 range. So at plus 375, I think that's a lot of value for a driver who is, you know, been consistent. And again, he has been able to have the speed and 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 put himself in a good enough position. If things shake up, especially if a lot of these other cup guys, you know, aren't able to, you know, contend here, even in the back end of, of the top 10, I think Austin Hill can certainly uh, throw his name in this hat. And plus 375 for the points leader is just a great number. So uh, I like that. Plus 375 to score a top five for Austin Hill is another prop that I would look at. Finally, sticking with the upper echelon of drivers, in the top three market, we're looking at Justin Allgaier, who is at plus 210 for a top three finish. So same price as John Hunter Nemechek here. He's been excellent on these types of tracks. There's no introduction you need for Allgaier either. And the value that you're getting just cannot be overlooked. He's once again going to be a threat at a track where he's won two of the last four. He's the defending winner of the spring race. I mean, I love it. Junior Motorsports, they have been excellent at this track they have brought a lot of really great speed and all guy are still looking for his first win of 2023 you know we'll talk about the outright market here in just a second but at plus 210 you know that all guy is going to be a threat and at this number you know get it before get it before it moves because uh, plus 210 is great for all guy he's also about plus 100 uh, for a top five on Caesars as well. So there's just a lot of value to be had and certainly another guy that you want to take advantage of. With all that said, let's now move over to the outright market. And I want to bring your attention to one of my favorite trends for this race at Darlington and why you know I'm so heavy on fading a lot of these non-Xfinity Series regulars. The last seven races at Darlington have all been won by Xfinity Series regulars. And I see that trend continuing here. And we've had guys like Tyler Reddick, like Denny Hamlin, you know, some of these other guys, Kyle Larson, you know, last year uh, in the fall race, you know, crazy finish, of course, but still trend remains to be true. And I see that continuing here 
uh, in this race this weekend. There's just something about this track, like I said, this type of racing that brings out the best of these drivers and conditions are going to be so favorable for great racing that I think these Xfinity boys are going to be really riding their horse this weekend. And the market is skewed because of this, because of the number of drivers that are entering Xfinity, you know, Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, they are ballooning a lot of these numbers for these Xfinity series regulars. The market expectation is that Kyle Larson is going to absolutely dominate and run away with this thing. Caesars has him at plus 170 to win outright. Plus 170 to win for crying out loud. He's plus 225 elsewhere and that's still a ridiculous number. Look, I guess the scenario is not too far out of the question. It certainly could happen. And look, would I be shocked if Kyle Larson unloads and, and just absolutely runs away with this thing? No, I wouldn't be in the slightest. But it allows us to find value with the rest of the field, especially at the top of the board. Now, I think if you're looking to play Kyle Larson, there certainly is some incentive to maybe parlay his Xfinity series outright with potentially his Cup series outright and see if he could do, uh, you know, do a little double duty win and victory circle here. Um, His Cup series outright is priced in around the five to one range. So you could certainly get a lot more favorable odds there with the expectation that Kyle Larson is also going to be up front and certainly one of the favorites to win on Sunday. Uh, So I'm not opposed to that, but I am looking elsewhere uh, in the outright market with the amount of value that we have here. Like I mentioned before, I played John Hunter Nemechek at plus 650 to win outright on Barstool. That number has since jumped to around plus 450, but there are still some plus 550 out there, which is about how low I would go uh, for John Hunter Nemechek. Justin Allgaier, I mean, he's still available at 7-1 to one on Barstool. Absolutely love that number. I'm, I'm really surprised that Justin Allgaier is not the next favorite uh, next to Kyle Larson. That it is actually John Hunter Nemechek, but you know it's going to be JGR versus JRM this weekend, and you know with with Nemechek's performance in that Sam Hunt Racing Toyota last year, uh, maybe gives him a little bit more of an edge. But still, uh, the fact that you're actually getting seven to one for Justin Allgaier is still great value, and absolutely love that number. Talked about him earlier as well, but Cole Custard eight to one on Barstool, DraftKings as well, also worth a bet in my opinion, just knowing his track record at this track, and uh, the finishes that he has put together in the Xfinity series. So when you're looking at the top of the board, those are drivers I certainly like at their value. But in looking at some long shots, first driver that I'm drawn to in the outright market is Ryan Truex at 16-1 to on Barstool. Breakthrough win at Dover a couple weeks ago. No fluke whatsoever. Drove his way to the lead, never looked back, swept the stages, sailed to victory, And I believe this weekend at Darlington is his final scheduled start in the 19 car this year. He's set to make six starts in 2023, and I believe this is his final scheduled start. So you get a little bit of sentimental value there as well to come home with a great finish, not knowing what the future holds uh, for Ryan Truex, but he's had speed. And again, we talk about JGR being right up there with JRM in terms of speed and bringing that here to Darlington this weekend. 16 to 1 is our very long odds for Ryan Truex. I even like him at 14 to 1 on on DraftKings. Uh, I think is a really good number as well. So, why not roll with Ryan Truex, the, you know, the forward momentum and the last guy to, you know, park his car in victory lane uh, just 2 weeks ago. So, 
give it a little give it a little Ryan Truex uh, plus sixteen hundred, and uh, I would I would play that as 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 high as uh, or as low as plus fourteen hundred there. One driver I would also give a look that is very interesting, and I really I want to give him a look. I've been kind of back and forth on on this guy in in doing my analysis, but twenty eight to one, Brandon Jones. We talk about how strong Junior Motorsports has been at Darlington, and you know Jones' tenure has not been great to begin uh, this year. You know he's he he has not been great, but he has shown flashes at Darlington. Most recently, with a seventh place finish in the spring last year, had a really strong run in the fall before spinning out in the final stage, ultimately finishing 14th. But in those two races, had an average running position of 8.8 and 5.6 the one thing to remember brandon jones was tailing this number nine car all race in the fall the car he obviously now drives and while brandon jones is certainly not noah gregson when it comes to performance at darlington he could certainly find himself in the right place at the right time if things start to get a little crazy at the end of this thing so i would certainly sprinkle a little bit on brandon jones at 28 to 1 again could potentially be a get right spot uh, for him at a track that he has been to victory lane before albeit right place at the right time but they don't ask how you win it as long as you're the first driver to, to to see the checkered flag you know none of that none of that matters right so 28 to 1 for brandon jones in a junior motorsports chevrolet see if he could right the ship point his season in a positive direction i'm not opposed to a little sprinkle on brandon jones and uh certainly a driver that yes i've been back and forth but at the end of the day i'm probably going to put a little bit on in the outright market my pick to win on saturday though is going to be john hunter nemechek i think he drives his way to victory for his third win of the season a series leading three wins that would put him right next to austin hill in that regard but it should be a hell of a race and we've had a week you know to basically digest dover where it was treated to an unbelievable weekend at Kansas for Trucks and Cup. Uh, I mean, just unbelievable stuff. So much, so many storylines coming out of that. And, you know, entering a serious month of May with a ton of, uh, ton of storylines for, for the sport as a whole. Darlington has always put on a show. Throwback weekend is going to be awesome. There are some serious, serious paint schemes that are going to hit the track this weekend. I'm stoked, man. And I hope you are too think we covered a lot here today you know this podcast is going to be quick hitting uh I'm a straight shooter we're going to be straight shooting some of these plays and just giving you you know hard analysis that you need to get yourself out of here uh and 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 put some money in your pocket so I think we're going to wrap this thing and put the debut episode in the books you can support the NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday at 8 p.m eastern on Twitter spaces make sure that you're following at Derek Yoder underscore and tune in every Wednesday for, for a panel and a handicap of the Cup Series uh, race weekend. There is so much NASCAR betting content that is being put out by the guys. I am really excited to be along for the ride and build this Xfinity show. And like I said, we're going to have an incredible rotation of guests, get some additional insight and some conversation uh, with some of the other handicappers in the industry uh, to make sure that you are putting money in your pocket and gaining an edge every race 
a weekend. But I'm excited, man. And, you know, I'm really excited to uh, talk the Xfinity series and, uh, you know, continue to promote what I think is the best series in NASCAR. So, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at MVBachman. That's M-V-B-A-C-H-M-A-N-N. I'm also on TikTok at TheMikeBach for additional betting insight and analysis across the great sport of NASCAR. So what do you say we put a bow on this thing and tear down? Wish you all a happy Mother's Day and to all the moms out there, a happy Mother's Day. Hope that you guys enjoy the weekend, the triple header at Darlington. Go cash some winners in South Carolina, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be back next week to review and recap the race.